Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Psychope Self-Help Podcast, a space for women where psychology illuminates paths to healing hope and personal growth. I'm Dr. Jennifer McManus, a clinical psychologist, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll explore a different way to use psychology to enhance emotional wellness. Hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello there. It's episode 26. It's hard to believe that by the time this episode goes live, we'll be wrapping up the month of April. Now, all month long, April has been Stress Awareness Month. Our last podcast episode, which technically was released at the end of March, was intended to contribute to a better understanding of stress during its month of dedicated awareness. If you haven't heard that episode yet, it was all about answering or validating why it is so hard to answer if what we're experiencing is stress or anxiety. That episode laid a nice foundation in terms of defining stress. And previous episodes, specifically episodes 19 through 23, offered information on different self-help techniques that could be used for coping with stress. What we have not yet done on this podcast is take a closer look at those things that stress us out, which are called stressors. So I thought that would be a helpful topic for today as we wrap up Stress Awareness Month. Now, these stressors, they typically come from external sources. And even though stress is frequently thought of as negative, positive life events can also be considered stressors. So let's take a look at some of them. Using the psychology lens, as we do here on the Psycho Self-Help Podcast, we can turn to a stress scale that has been in use since 1967 to measure the impact of certain stressful life events on our overall health. This scale lists 43 stressful life events with the most stressful event ranked number one and going downward from there. Now, I'm going to tell you all about the scale in just a moment, and I'll link to it in the show notes in case you'd like to take a look at it. But before we dive in, I want to invite you to try something just for fun. If you're up to it, please take your best guesses of what you think should be the top 10 stressful life events on this scale. Feel free to pause the episode if you want to take a moment to do just that. Just interrupting here to tell you about a new resource I created for you. If you're experiencing high levels of work stress, this resource is for you. Please know you're not alone. So many women are tired of work stress seeping into every area of their lives. Perhaps you can relate and want to do something about the negative impact work stress is having on you, but aren't sure how to get started. If this resonates with you, then I'd like to invite you to take a brief moment for yourself and try the Your Path Through Work Stress quiz. In 10 introspective questions, you'll learn more about your unique experience of work stress and which science-backed stress relief tools are most likely to help you reclaim your peace. Just head on over to psychopecom slash your path so you can take the first step down your best path through work stress. The quiz will also be linked in the show notes. The scale I'd like to introduce to you is called the Holmes Ray Stress Inventory, which is also referred to as the Social Readjustment Rating Scale. It was developed back in 1967 by two American psychiatrists, 
Dr. Thomas Holmes and Richard Ray. Of course, a lot has changed in the world since 1967, but this scale is still commonly used in psychological research or serves as the jumping off point for other scales that are fine-tuned to specific populations. Going back to the initial development of this stress scale, Dr. Holmes and Ray found that earlier observations by other physicians and researchers about stressful life events were worthy of further investigation. These repeated observations were that stressful life events seemed to contribute to the development of physical health conditions. In the 1940s and 50s, researchers began to notice a connection between stress and certain illnesses, such as heart disease and hypertension. One of the earliest studies in this area was conducted by cardiologist Dr. Meyer Friedman and his team. They found that individuals with high levels of job-related stress had a higher risk of developing heart disease. Based on the growing observations about the impact of stress on one's health, Dr. Holmes and Ray hypothesized that significant life events or stressors had a cumulative impact on a person's physical and mental health. To develop the scale, Holmes and Ray surveyed more than 5,000 medical patients and asked them to indicate which life events they had experienced in the previous year. Then they ranked the events in the order of their perceived stressfulness based on the patient's responses. The resulting scale assigned numerical values to each life event with higher numbers indicating greater stress. The scale includes events that can be considered both negative and positive. The numerical value assigned to each life event indicates how much adjustment or coping is needed for that particular life event. While the Holmes-Ray scale remains a widely used tool for assessing life stress, it does have some limitations. For example, the scale assumes that all stressors are equal in terms of their impact on stress levels, when in fact, some stressors may be more or less impactful depending on a person's unique circumstances. With these limitations in mind, let's see what we can learn from the scale. This tool is readily available online and you can try it out for yourself if you like. It will be linked in the show notes, but no peeking yet in case you accepted my invitation to guess the top 10 stressful life events. To take the stress inventory, what you do is read each of the 43 items and mark down any of the life events you've experienced in the previous year. That is the last 12 months. Then you add up the points associated with each stressor. You end up with a sum of points, which can be compared to these benchmarks. First, we have the scores below 150, which are considered to indicate a relatively low level of stress or from the social readjustment angle, a relatively low amount of life change. Scores between 150 and 300 are considered to indicate a moderate level of stress, and scores of 300 and above are considered to indicate a high level of stress. We can go a step further here and apply the Holmes-Ray statistical prediction model to better understand these scores. The Holmes-Ray statistical prediction model is based on the idea that the total score on the social readjustment rating scale can be used to predict a person's risk of developing physical illness or experiencing other negative health outcomes. These could include mental health issues. In their original study, Holmes and Ray found a positive correlation between high stress scores on the scale and increased risk of illness. So for total scores below 150, there was low susceptibility to what they termed a stress-induced health breakdown. 
For total scores in the 150 to 300 point range, the Holmes-Ray statistical prediction model implies about a 50% chance of a major health breakdown in the next two years. And for total scores of 300 points or more, the risk of a major health breakdown in the next two years rises to 80%. Now, for regular listeners of my show, you're already going to be familiar with this next part. But if you're a new listener, at the end of this episode, you're going to hear a disclaimer. It's about how the information I provide on this podcast should not be taken as professional or medical advice. That point is so true right here. That's because this statistical prediction model I'm describing is based on population level data and cannot predict with certainty whether an individual will or will not experience negative health outcomes. Also, the relationship between stress and health is complex and influenced by a variety of factors, including individual, environmental, and lifestyle that go beyond just the number and severity of stressful life events. So if you do decide to take this stress inventory and use the Holmes Ray statistical prediction model, please do so with caution. And if you hold any concerns that the stress you're experiencing is having a negative impact on any aspect of your health, please seek your own personalized medical or professional opinion. And this is also a good place to mention that you are the ultimate expert on your experience of stress. Remember, one of the limitations of this scale is that it does not take into account each person's unique circumstances in terms of coping with stress. All right, shifting back now, ready to hear the top 10 stressful life events on this inventory and learn how they compare to your guesses? Now, keep in mind, there are 43 total items. So what I'm about to share with you are just the top 10 life events from this stress scale. The event ranked number one is going to have the most amount of points associated with it. And the event ranked number 10 will have the least. So we're going from number 10, least stressful of this list to number one, most stressful. Okay, here we go. So coming in at number 10 is retirement. Now, this might be surprising to some of you, and it's a perfect example of how even seemingly positive life events can be stressful. Retirement can involve significant changes to one's daily routine, as well as a loss of social connections, a sense of purpose, one's identity, all things which used to be associated with work. The life event ranked as the ninth most stressful is marital reconciliation. This could also be considered positive, the couples working things out and getting back together. But reconciliation with a spouse after a period of separation or conflict can be highly stressful and uncertain. It means revisiting all the issues that originally drove them apart in the first place. The eighth most stressful life event is being fired from work. Losing your job can be super disruptive and often involve significant financial concerns and social changes. Coming in at number seven is another life event that is generally seen as positive, and that's marriage. While the wedding day is often considered to be one of the happiest days of many people's lives, marriage can also involve significant life changes and adjustments to one's relationships and personal identity. The sixth most stressful life event is personal injury or illness, which can cause a lot of disruption to one's life and can require significant adjustments to one's daily routine and personal identity. 
The life event ranked as the fifth most stressful is the death of a close family member. This could be the loss of a parent, child, or sibling. It's so understandable that this type of loss requires significant emotional adjustment and support. The fourth item on this stress scale is imprisonment, which involves a loss of personal freedom and a major disruption to one's daily routine and social connections. That will bring us to the top three stressful life events, and they all involve spouses in some way or another. The third most stressful life event is marital separation. This can be highly disruptive and involve uncertainty about the future of the relationship. Second is divorce, which involves the dissolution of a significant relationship and can require a major reorganization of one's social and financial life. And the number one most stressful life event on the Homes for a Stress Inventory is the death of a spouse. It's considered to be the most stressful life event because it involves a significant loss and a major change in one's social and emotional support system. So how did your guesses of the top 10 stressful life events compare to those on the stress scale? I am so curious to know your guesses. So if you'd like to share them, you can email them to the show. You are also welcome to leave a comment on one of our socials. There will actually be a post on both uh, the Psych Hope Instagram and Facebook page for this episode. Um, if you go to April 30th, 2023, you'd find it. And that would be the perfect place to share your guesses and see what other people thought too. Um, you can find all our contact information in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, next month is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we will be back with a couple awareness-raising episodes. Wishing you much peace until next time. The information shared on the Psych Hope Self-Help Podcast is done so with the understanding that it does not constitute professional help, nor is it a substitute for professional help. If you think you might benefit from more than self-help, there are resources listed in the show notes.